Next on BYU Sports Nation, confidence, concern, and Cougar football. How are you feeling after two games, buy or sell? Former Cougars Blaine Fowler and Brian Logan discuss the great play from the BYU defense and where the offense needs to go. Plus, seventh-ranked BYU women's soccer keeps rolling at the Ohio State University. What's up, Bryce Harper? Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Station live in Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tuesday, September 13th, wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with Bryce Harper's number one fan, Jerem Jordan. Uh, ever since those Major League Baseball network comments i hate byu i haven't been as big of a fan (laughs) uh fun story so someone close to me um once upon a time didn't recognize bryce harper Mm -hmm. uh his uh girlfriend at the time used to play for brigham young university Mm -hmm. uh women's soccer and she asked him to move after practice Uh, she actually said are you with the grounds crew and (laughs) and uh this person uh, didn't recognize him, which happens. Like it, like not everyone knows who, he was the number one pick, but he wasn't the, like it was a big deal, but not that big a deal. Anyways, so I've always laughed at uh, this this relative of mine um, about that. Yeah, you, well, you Bryce, told Harper Bryce Harper was to move, and if he was the, on the grounds crew, Bryce Harper made it a point <laughs> to wish Ohio State University good luck yesterday against the BYU women's on soccer Instagram. team. So yeah, BYU won three nothing. So mm-hmm. what's up? The Ohio State. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. We'll discuss soccer in a bit. But first, (laughs) yesterday at BYU Football's weekly press conference, head coach Kalani Satake said potential replacements for safety Kai Nakua as he serves his first half suspension for targeting are one, Matt Hadley, two, Eric Takanaka, three, Zane Anderson, and four, Tanner Jacobson. Four guys in the mix. So I think it's going to be Hadley. Yeah. But four guys there. Yeah, it'll be Matt Hadley. Kalani Satake does not reveal a lot about his strategy, which competitively can be advantageous, right? Uh, as a fan, as a media member, whoever you are, you want a little more info, right? But that's just not the case. That's not his style. Seventh-ranked women's soccer is mentioned to be 19th-ranked Ohio State 3 nothing in Columbus with goals from Michelle Vasconcelos, Nadia Gomes, and Ashley Hatch. Hatch is tied for the uh, nation-leading goal scoring of Nine goals on the season. Nine fantastic goals. That's a great win, by the way. They win at Penn State. They beat Ohio State on the road. Two top 20 wins on the road. BYU's RPI is going to be amazing at the end of the year. Is Ashley Hatch good? That's a clown question, bro. <laughs> Michelle Vasconcelos. We're not petty and vindictive at all. Is the West Coast Conference Player of the Week, speaking of BYU women's soccer. After an assist and two goals last week, she has four goals this season. Well, let's make that... Five goals this season because you need to tack on the one she scored last night. Don't leave that one out, Murph! Boom! Women's volleyball moves up one spot to number nine in the ABCA coaches poll. The Cougars swept the Idaho State Invitational. They're 9-0 on the season. They come back home this week. They play Utah on Thursday night, CSUN, uh, and UNLV starting Thursday. The first two matches on BYU TV. They'll be undefeated at the end of the week. Rise and <laughs> shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. What's wrong with being confident? Shout out to Demi Lovato. Oh, Demi. She's two good. games in. BYU football has one win and one loss. And a 
bunch of mystery still remains around this team. How are all of you feeling about it? You can answer that by giving us your opinion on today's Twitter question. After Saturday's game, are you more or less confident about this BYU team? At C. Murphy Pro. Both confidence in D, but worried about offense. That's fair. At PPD52, the same. I always expected growing pains with a new staff and tough schedule. We have to remember that, too. Yeah, this is a tough schedule. BYU's been away from Provo. New coaching staff. Yeah. Defense, solid. Offense, question marks. BYU head coach Kalani Satake feels like his team as a whole is right there. I think we're we're right there on the bubble of it. And, uh, we just have to keep anticipating that our guys are going to make plays and, and big, big things will happen this weekend. So uh, we have the players, we have the talent, we have the good, great coaching staff. So anticipate a good, a good game. People might not want to hear optimism from Kalani Satake, but get used to it because it's his lifestyle. It's who he is. It's at his core which is why I can relate to him, right? <laughs> and and uh, the muscular builds of both of you. Let's answer the question, though. After Saturday's game against Utah, are you more or less confident about this BYU team? You like how I just avoided and ignored yeah, the last yeah. thing you said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, well, yeah it's all yeah, good. Yeah, 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 yeah. How are you feeling, Jeremy? You declined the, uh, declined the joke. Are you more or less confident? I'm still the same uh, level of confidence, so I'm neither. I'm, I'm still confident um, in this BYU team that they're going to be a good team and compete with some really good teams uh, no matter where they are. I think BYU will compete with UCLA and potentially win uh, this week. Um, my, my opinion is, is based on this, too. What, uh, both sides of the ball have new coaches and new systems, right? I think that the defense has obviously uh, had more success early on. They've been unbelievable, actually, at turning the ball over. Um, points per game and turning the ball over in the teens and then uh, turnovers. Eight turnovers gained is second in the country uh, in, in that category. Only Ohio State has more with nine. So I think what they've done has been fantastic. Now, the offense obviously is a work in progress. Um, but with the, with the fifth-year senior quarterback uh, in Taysom Hill and Jamal Williams, it has been underwhelming thus far for the offense. Um, and to come out one and one is probably what you kind of hoped for before the season. But now that you've seen what the defense has done, I've been, I've, I'm very disappointed that BYU's not 2-0 because the defense turned the ball, got you know six turnovers uh, against Utah and didn't win that game. So there's, there's some disappointment there. The offense needs to have a good game this Saturday. I think that they need to get in the, into the high 20s. And then you'll start to feel a little differently, right? But so far, uh, not up to par, in my opinion, for the offense. You look at the numbers, scoring offense, 113th, total offense, 86th. And it's hard not to knee-jerk react to that, to be like, whoa, what is going on? We have Taysom Hill and Jamal Williams. It's fair to react after two games and go, okay, that's not good. That's fair. That's not knee-jerk. That's just what it is. Now, the thing of most concern to some people is what BYU is doing with the defense stepping up and forcing a bunch of turnovers. And that brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. BYU's offense has scored 19 points off eight turnovers. That's 2.37 points per turnover. That what, is way what's too a good low. Number? What's a good number? I have number? no idea. Let's ask Blaine Fowler that. Yeah. Uh, he calculated on Saturday's postgame show that it's four points. Is a good number? Is a good number for every turnover. Okay. Between a touchdown and a field goal, right? So 19... You just need – a turnover is nice. You prevent points from the other team. 
it would be nice to turn that into points as well because sometimes we've discussed it's not all turno- turnovers are created equal. If you can get good field position, you need to go down and score. And I mean touchdowns occasionally, not just the field goals. BYU scored 13 points off six turnovers against Utah. Way too low, as I said yesterday. At Connor Crandall, too, tweets in, definitely more confident to march into there, speaking of Utah, and hold that team, <laughs> Utah, to 13 points is definitely a big win. Well, I don't know if I would it, call it a win it was, because they lost the game. Yeah, it was 20 points when all was said and done. I, I get what you're saying offensively. But giving up 13 points to Utah at their home field is pretty stinking good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's, this defense is good, man. Really good. And for that reason, I'm a little more confident because the defense, I thought they'd be good. They've been great. And I can hear some people now, great, here we go. Captain Optimism, Spencer, okay. You know what? I know you don't want to hear this, but in terms of the offense, and and fans want no part of what I'm about to say, I'm going to say it anyway. You have to be patient. Yes, even with Taysom Hill and Jamal Williams and Ty Detmer. How many times did we say in the last nine months, be patient with the new staff. It's going to take time for a new system to take hold. At full speed, you cannot replicate that in practice. You have to wait until the actual games begin to really get a feel for that. There's a learning curve. But how come the defense is uh, way ahead in that regard? Because the defense didn't make nearly as dramatic a shift. You can't. It's easier for a defense to make a schematic shift than it is for an offense. Bottom line, period. There's a learning curve even for Taysom Hill and a new offense when the real games begin. Let's use my good friend, the Chosen Rosen, as an example, shall we, Jerem? You don't like him, man. It has nothing to do with me not liking him. You don't like him as a player, whatever. UCLA quarterback Josh Rosen is supposedly the next great NFL draft pick quarterback, right? Okay, His first game at Texas A&M in a new offense, just like Taysom Hill. 26 of 46, one touchdown, three interceptions. Quarterback rating of 18. Is that good? They were down 15. He got him back to a tie. And guess what? T- BYU was down two. Taysom Hill led him on a game-winning drive. Not two scores, one score, but yes. One touchdown, three interceptions, quarterback rating of 18. If uh, UCLA had been plus two, would it be the same for you? If UCLA you have was plus to three, would it have been the same to you? expectations is my point. You have to adjust expectations depending on when you play the game where you play the game, and who the opponent is. But Arizona's not good, Spencer. It was game number one with a new coordinator and new offense. I'll give you that. It's always weird. We documented it ad nauseum, did we not? Like, it's going to be weird. I'll give you game one. Game two, though, BYU gets six turnovers and loses the game. It's at Utah. Unacceptable. It's at Utah. Unacceptable. Against maybe the best defense they will face all year. Taysom Hill can't throw three picks, and you can't. Can't be in that situation where you need a game-winning drive. BYU's been plus two and plus three and needed game-winning drives. Unacceptable from the offense, right? I don't think so. You said game number one. You'll give that one to me. So are we keeping that one on the table or are we throwing that one out? Why was BYU in that position in the first place? Come on. The off- they'll be the first ones to tell you, yeah, we got to cash in more in the red I'm zone. I'm not saying that they gotta don't use say those that. Turnovers. I'm just saying you need and to be patient. And then against Utah, you, I can't sit here from this pulpit of BYU Sports Nation and say that, yeah, it's okay that BYU lost when they forced six, six turnovers on the road. Did I the say it was okay? Did I say it was okay? to win that game. BYU should have never been in the position to have to go get a game-winning drive. But they were, and they made the play. That's great. Guess what? Not That's all great. turnovers are created equal because Utah scored on a turnover. 
They scored seven points directly off of a turnover. BYU didn't have that. So then, so that's the defense's that, fault? That turnover becomes more meaningful is what I'm saying. Like, BYU, yes, they were plus three in turnover margin. None of them resulted in direct touchdowns. Utah got one of I those. I cannot justify in any way, shape, or form a plus three margin at Utah. I can because it's the turnovers venue. And go, yeah, uh, I get it. I don't get it. It matters you where it? you play the game. It matters where you play the game and when you play the you game. You can justify the loss when BYU is plus three on the road. I can justify anything if I want to, but I'm not trying to justify it. I'm not trying, trying to, to justify. What I'm saying is you can't expect BYU's offense to be awesome on the road in game number two against probably the best defense they'll face all year. Yes, I think Utah's defense is better than Michigan State's. I don't argue with that. I Well, I don't know on that part, but... It, they didn't have to be awesome. They needed to be okay, and they were less than okay, and they lost. That's the frustration. Because of where they are, though. If they play that game in Provo, and they're plus three in turnover margin, they win by 17. I know, but they didn't play the game in Provo. You're right. They, they, they played, played it in Utah, in, so you have to adjust expectations. You have to adjust expectations I based on venue. I did win the defense for six turnovers. Oh, my goodness. I and adjusted the expectations. BYU, BYU turned the ball over three times. One of those immediately turning into seven points on the first play of the game. Taysom Hill doesn't need to throw three picks on the Neither road. Is Troy Williams at home. But it happened. But it happened. Okay, so you get those three, I get six. Plus three. You can't lose that game. Yes, you can because BYU did. It, clearly, you can you lose that game. You should not lose that game. <laughs> Holy shnikes. BYU lost when they forced six turnovers. Not Dep- okay. Depending on where it's at. Okay. Not okay. We'll get into more of why we are so confident in just a bit. Conversation. As you can tell, very spirited right now in Studio B, and it's rolling on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN after Saturday's game. Are you more or less confident about this BYU team? Brian Logan's going to join us. He'll tell us his opinion. How does Kalani Satake replace Kai Nakua for the first half on Saturday? But next, it's Blaine Fowler. What kind of challenge does Josh Chosen Rosen bring to BYU? (laughs) The BYU Store. Your source for authorized BYU sports gear. Gear designed for fans to show their true colors. Something the BYU Store does every day. The BYU Store. Proud to sponsor BYU Sports Nation on BYU TV. BYU Sports Nation is made possible by a generous grant from Forever Resorts. Forever Resorts owns and operates more than 65 vacation and entertainment properties in or near national parks, recreation areas, and national forests. Forever Resorts, making memories for over 25 years. America's Empress of Soul, Gladys Knight, on stage October 15th at the 2016 BYU Spectacular. She's joined by Peter Hollins and Lexi May Walker with featured BYU performing artists. Reserve your seat now at BYUtickets.com. BYU Sports Nation is on the air summer or winter with the help of Deseret First Credit Union. The Sports Nation guys appreciate a place to keep their money. And the Campus Branch Soda Bar keeps their voices going. BYU fans at Deseret First and beyond keep up to date on the Cougars in any season, cold weather or hot. Deseret First Credit Union celebrates all the seasons of BYU sports and sponsors BYU Sports Nation on BYU TV and BYU Radio. I'm Dave McCann. Tonight on AFR, we look back at Utah and preview the home opener with UCLA. Blaine Fowler, David Nixon, and Brian Logan explain the game tonight at 7 Eastern on BYU TV.
Blue runs deep on BYU TV. Don't miss the Utah BYU men's volleyball game. Live Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern, 7 Mountain. Watch all of your favorite BYU teams on BYU TV. Your home for Cougar Sports. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio, moving pictures. Rolling on BYU TV, our conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. If you like debate, download the podcast because it was on in the opening segment. It always is. Well, it was more today. You're right. After further review is uh, on tonight, 7 Eastern time. The guys break down BYU and Utah gets set for BYU and UCLA. That's a fun thing. Uh, this schedule is great. So each week we're going to have a fun game to get ready for. So check it out tonight after further review. On BYU TV at 7 Eastern. Twitter question today. After Saturday's game, BYU at Utah, are you more or less confident about this BYU football team? At Najto 13, more confident in both sides of the ball. Just need to see more fight from the offense the entire game. People be patient. Whenever Thank someone, you. Whenever someone says be patient to me. No, no, no that, one wants to hear it. Yeah. But you need it. Well, I don't always need it. Sometimes it's okay. Do I have to be patient every moment? Are you a patient be, person? I can be flustered and bothered. That's fine. <laughs> Are you like, a patient person by nature? To be patient, <laughs> when someone says be patient, that's because you're not tolerating the present. Like there's something wrong with it. So you're like, well, just wait. It should get better. That's the idea behind You're patience. the guy that always preaches manage expectations and you'll have yes. happiness in life. Yep. If, if the turnover margin was even, yeah. Oh. When it's plus three, the expectations oh, have changed. Oh, man. They have changed. It's early wow. at Utah. Wow. My, I have cow. way better gas mileage. Therefore, I might go further. than I. It, it's not what I thought it was. That top button's cutting off the, the oxygen, man. Changed. Joining <laughs> us now in Studio B to join our friendly debate is Blaine Fowler, national champion quarterback, BYU dual threat analyst. You can watch him tonight on a brand new episode of After Further Review where I'm guessing they will discuss us at length BYU Utah including the decision to go for two at the end of the game before we get into the more or less confident Blaine we haven't talked about the two-point conversion with you and so I am intrigued to get your opinion on the rationale behind going for two and the win so my default in my so if I was a coach my coaching style my default is Every everything else, even if my team comes from behind and they have a chance to tie it up, coming from behind gives them momentum. I'm going to extend their ability to play longer. I'm going to kick the extra point and go into overtime, with exceptions. And that is, are there circumstances attached to this game that make me go off of my default? In this situation, there were. We had three people in the secondary not playing anymore. So Troy Warner not playing, McChesney not playing, and Kainakua not playing. They had just had the ball 11 and a half minutes, and BYU couldn't stop them. So the defense was tired at that point. And so when I, when I look at those two complicating factors, then I go, oh, let me add one more. They have a first-team All-American kicker, and we have a freshman. So if there's and if defenses are both playing well, so if both defenses hold the two offenses to zero yards, who has a better chance of making a forty-something yard field goal? They're all American guy, although he does have some broken toes. Or and so those three things would have made me go. My default is this. With these three things, I would have gone for two. So and my default is to kick it. 
but I would have gone for two. So I think the rationale was solid to go for two. Um, even if even if you normally think you want to extend play, there were extenuating circumstances that I think would change your mind, and I think I'd have a hard time arguing against going for two in that one. Are you more or less confident uh, about this BYU team going into the UCLA game now? I'm, I'm kind of the same. The offense is a little bit slower to go where I wanted to, to go, uh, but I think the defense is better than I expected them to be. And so I'm probably about even. You, you guys remember, we talked weeks ago, I thought if they got two and two out of the first four games yeah. that we'd be in good shape. And I think – Has that changed? Has may, your expectation may, changed? I maybe think they're going to be three and one. And so, so maybe I'm actually a little more impressed because the defense is so much better than I thought they were going to be. Which is right yeah. where I am. Yeah, yeah that I, might, I might actually be slightly ahead of schedule in terms of where, where they were. Now, had they won that game? Now, this is an interesting thing. We're talking about they get a two-point conversion, they win, they don't, they lose. Uh, my expectations may have even – because I was saying eight wins was going to be fantastic this year. I, I may have gone, well, why not ten? at that point. And so, so, so now I'm thinking, Hey, why not nine? You know, be, because I think that that was a game that got away. And I, so I agree with both. I agree with, with Jerem that if you're plus three, you've got to find the way to convert that to more points. My rule of thumb is you've got to get probably an average of about four points. So it's a blended field goal touchdown per, per turnover. So 24 points right. would have been good. Tw- and it was, 13. I think 20 to 24. Has okay. anybody put like a specific number on that as what that, is that, good? That's just, that's just my own. That's my own measuring stick that after covering football for 30 years, four and playing points for a turnover. Years, I feel like if you can average three and a half to four points, a turnover, you're going to come out on the winning side of it. Almost every time. Okay, we're just going to call that the Fowler metric. Okay, yeah. the Fowler metric is yeah. four points per turnover. Right. If you points get if you get that, you will win. You will win. And yeah. if BYU had gotten that, they would have won handily. One, they would have won handily. Yes. What kind of language is that? <laughs> <laughs> they will win. They will win handily. Yeah. Well, I, I, I always say junk on the show anyway. So That's that, right. That so. <laughs> So, yeah, well, I, I washed my tongue this morning. I can't do a thing with it. I just <laughs> – Here's the thing for me. I – it just – for me, it depends on who you're playing, where you're playing it, and when you are playing them. I don't think BYU is going to see a better defense all year long. And so while they were plus three against Utah, because Utah's defense is so stout and playing in front of their home crowd in that super hostile rivalry environment, I just – a lot of those – you know, if you're if you plus three, you, you have to win. I, I throw a lot of that out the window because of who the defense was and where the game was played. Yeah, I, I feel like a home venue is worth about five points. So Vegas so, says three. Yeah, I, I feel yeah. like it's about five. It's And I don't know if that's been true in this rivalry because it's been kind of a weird thing between Utah and BYU. I thought Utah was really good defensively when I watched them at Southern Utah. I watched them in this game, and I thought, well, okay, I think I think they're really good. They're very physical up front. So against the run, they're really good. And then I heard Kyle Whittingham on a comment in some of the post-game interviews where he said, after having this group through fall and through two games, he feels like they have the chance to be better than their defense was last year. Whoa. And that defense was one of the best defenses, not just in the Pac-12, but in the country. And, and as a rush defense, they were phenomenal. And so when I heard Kyle say that, I'm like, okay, he's closer to it than I am. I'm watching him and evaluating from a distance. He's there with him every day. If he feels like they have a chance to be better than last year, then this is a really, really good Utah defense. So, Spencer, to your point, from a physical standpoint, especially against the run, they will not face anybody better, period. The only one that has a chance to be close is Michigan State against the run. 
And then you combine the fact that in the back end, they're really good too. They've got two really good corners. I know that, that Hatfield didn't play, but Porter's outstanding. And their free safety is an NFL guy. Might be the best guy on their team in terms of talent in, in Williams. So you're right, Spencer. It's a really good defense. They, they won't face a defense as physical and tough against the run the rest of the season. And I think if this game's played in Provo last week and BYU's plus three in turnover margin because of momentum and fans and the craziness, they win by 10 or by 14. You know, I, I just think that the venue and the hostile environment of the rivalry <laughs> factors in. And then offensively, you know, I, I was a little concerned, but you got to take into account the defense that they played. In fact, the two defenses they played, because Arizona's really good in the back end of that defense, too. Their secondary is outstanding. We pushed them around up front, but in the back end, they're pretty good. So we haven't had a lot of explosive pass plays yet. You've got to keep in mind, even though Taysom is a senior quarterback, this is his first year in this offense, and this offense has to develop. Ty Detmer and is a, is a senior, a fifth-year senior, in that situation in two-point conversion, he's gone against Norm Chow's calls a bazillion times already over his career. He comes up to the line of scrimmage, and he sees three against two on the weak side. There's not even any question in his mind what to do because he's probably seen the same situation five times over his career. He checks out of the play and he gets into something better. Well, Taysom's new in this offense too. He hasn't seen that situation ever in this offense. He comes up to the line of scrimmage and now not only is he new in the offense, but they didn't have ten. They only had ten guys on the field when yeah, they Colby came out. Colby Pearson comes running on. So he late. comes running out, and by the time he gets in place and Taysom turns around, he's got like a few seconds to get the playoff. So the circumstances weren't perfect for them I, I think we've been great to be able to get out of that play I just don't know that with the time and what happened that they had a chance to get out of the play yeah Taysom Hill is probably more like a junior when all said and done in terms of experience skill level because he's, of the injuries yeah skill level he's like a senior but experience yeah. level he's like a junior therefore I can't justify that loss because it's Taysom Hill it's a fifth year senior yes I know it's on the road yes I know it's at Utah six turnover you just got to find a way to win in that so let's push it forward now the offense has scored in the teens the first two games, okay? Spencer, you're saying be patient. Is, is this a week where we can expect BYU to get into the mid to high 20s or something? Because against UCLA's offense, you would think that BYU is going to have to put up more points than they have the previous two weeks. Yeah, it, it's a different matchup. Utah's always a tough matchup for, for BYU, just like Utah's a tough matchup for Stanford because their styles are so similar. They're both really, really physical. I'm not saying that UCLA is not physical, but they're more of a finesse team than Utah is. That's better for BYU. BYU wants some mall people up front. With this offense, they want to run the ball, establish the run, and play action pass off of it. And so I think by nature of the system that UCLA plays, BYU is going to be able to run the ball better early, which is going to set up the play action game and allow them to get the ball upfield a little bit more in the pass game. So from a matchup perspective, I like this game a lot better than I like the Utah game. I think BYU will score more points in this game. Josh Rosen is been heralded. He has been heralded, and it continues to be heralded because of what he does through a skill set. He just looks good. He looks good in his practice and in his feet, footwork, all of that stuff. But when it comes to the two games this year, he struggled against Texas A&M. He's running a new offense. Okay, one touchdown, three interceptions against UNLV at home. It was a seven-point game going into the fourth quarter. He had one touchdown pass. So, do, when you look at this, and it's Taysom Hill in Game 3 versus Josh Rosen in Game 3, what, do you really, what are realistic expectations for both of these quarterbacks in this matchup? 
so, so Josh Rosen, the advantage that Taysom Hill has, and I'm not sure that we saw the real Taysom Hill to the second half of the Utah game. You know, I, I, I think that he's trying to feel his way out in the offense and feel how healthy he is. And when we finally saw him take off and run and get some big chunks in that second half, I'm like, oh, that's confidence for him too. And it's on film now for UCLA. Josh Rosen is not that guy. Like, so, so if you're they're, – they're both in a new offense – so when there is a point of confusion and you're not quite sure what to do, Taysom has the ability to go, yeah, I'll just, let's just go run away from somebody that and, was make, good and to, make a big play. That was good to see Taysom yeah. as a runner again. Where Josh isn't going to do that. So, so he's got to figure out a way to get the ball away. And what we saw in the Texas A&M game and what we saw in the BYU game last year, now mind you, he was a freshman, so we, he gets a big-time pass as a freshman. He is unbelievably skilled. Like he can make every throw. His footwork looks great, all of that. Sure. But his fundamentals break down when somebody's in his face. And so Texas A&M got after him. They were in his face. Last year, BYU got after him. Those interceptions were the result of him being a little bit flustered and throwing the ball in places that he shouldn't or off of his back foot. So the key for BYU against Rosen is get in his face and make him choose bad places to throw the football, and then you have opportunities to make plays. If, if UCLA gets in Taysom Hill's face, he may just run away from him and get a first down. And so that, that's the difference. I think advantage Taysom Hill. Two guys in brand-new offenses, I'd rather have the athletic guy. I, I think this is an intriguing matchup, too, because in comes UCLA. BYU's 1-1. One one. The one was by one point, an emotional loss. Uh, last year in this game on the road, BYU lost by one, a freshman quarterback matchup. Now you have the more seasoned uh, Rosen. You have the fifth-year senior in Taysom Hill. Do you expect BYU to win this game, or how do you see it playing out? Yeah, I expect at home. I expect BYU to win this game. Um, and, and I expect BYU to be able to be more physical up front. I think they match up better up front on both sides of the ball than they do against Utah. And so I think you're going to see more explosive plays in the run game, which are going to lead to more explosive plays in the pass game. And I, I think they have the ability to, to limit UCLA to be one-dimensional, to just shut the run down and make them be one-dimensional. And as good as Josh Rosen is, and I think he's fantastic – I'm glad they play UCLA right now because I don't want to play Josh Rosen in a new offense yes. ten, 10 games into the season. Yes, absolutely. Should, should I don't re- want to play them 10 games into the season. Should it be reverse one-dimensional? Last year, BYU shut down the pass by yeah. pressuring him, but the run was wide open, 200-plus yards for right. Paul Perkins. What do you think? I, I think this year the emphasis is different on defense, and their number one goal in every game is to just make that team not be able to get an inch running the football. It was last year, but they reversed it for right. Rosen, and so, right? And so, and so I think in this game, it's still going to be don't let him run it an inch. Make Rosen, you know, make him make throws when he's got people in his face and okay. get after him. And so I think they're going to get after it. They're going to trust those corners to play man, um, you know, do you get Warner back healthy this week? You hope so. If you don't, you, I mean, if you have Ro, if you have Warner and McChesney both out, that hurts. And no Nakua, and then Nakua back the first half. who lurks back there and just seems to always know where the ball's going. Those things hurt. They hurt. And so BYU's got to be especially good up front in the first half to cause him all kinds of problems to make him throw the ball in, in bad places. Fantastic stuff from Blaine Fowler. If you want more Blaine, after further review tonight, brand new episode breaking down the Utah game, looking ahead to the matchup with UCLA, 7 Eastern, 5 Mountain, right after BYU Sports Nation's rebroadcast on BYU TV. Thanks for the time, Blaine. You bet, guys. After Saturday's game, are you more or less confident about this BYU team? Send in your Twitter responses. At Schroeder underscore Mark says, still undecided on that. First game won by two points. Last game we lost by one, kind of up in the air. They came, both came down the last 20 seconds. How about that? Coming up, big deal, no deal later in the show, and it is loaded. 
including a shout-out to two top ten teams. But first, how will we compare to UCLA this weekend? Brian Logan joins the conversation. Was that a dab? Was that a dab? That's so two months ago, man. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Stay with us. This is a test, testing what you know about the Ford store in Spanish Fork, just off exit 260. Question one, how many miles south of Provo is the Ford store in Spanish Fork? A, 113 miles, B, 87 miles, or C, just four miles? Yes, it's C, just four miles to their new and used vehicle selection. Was that too easy? Smith Ford is only two freeway exits south of Provo, just off exit 260. The Ford store, just north of Spanish Fork. My grandfather started the company in 1947. My father took over in the mid-70s, and now 10 locations in six states. My grandpa, having grown up in Utah, it's a great feeling to be back where it all started. While we've been fortunate enough to expand over the years, every position in our company recognizes their contribution, and people who do business with us are able to see that character that was instilled by my grandfather over 70 years ago. I'm attorney Chris Dexter at Dexter Law. We love BYU sports and consider it a privilege to sponsor Cougar Sports broadcasts on BYU TV. Our law firm has been assisting clients since 1995. Some people believe that they only need a lawyer when they're in trouble. At Dexter Law, we provide services for life's challenges and opportunities, such as adopting a child or starting a business. Learn more at DexterLaw.com. Next time on The Story Trek. Shooter ready. Ready. We take a shot at a random location in a high-powered way. Yay! I got my strike! And roll up on a nearly 80-year-old bowling granny. Thank heavens for bowling. I'd say. Saved my life. You feel like it did? I think so, yeah. Plus, we meet a band hoping for national success. And it just, like, keeps getting better and better. Join me tonight on The Story Trek. BYU presented in part by Brady Industries, clean solutions, a tradition for generations. Welcome back to Studio B, sports friends, Spencer Linton, Jerem Jordan, and Radio Vision live on BYU Radio simulcast on BYU TV. It's a good week to be a BYU fan, especially when you have two top ten teams. Hey, that's awesome, yeah. And coming up, uh, the Utah Cougars meet uh, on the volleyball court coming up Thursday night, 9 p.m. Eastern time. The Cougars up to number nine in the AVCA poll. And I talked about this yesterday. This women's volleyball team is really good. They lost a first-team All-American, but they've started the season 9-0. and How about that? Let's refresh today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Yesterday at BYU Football's weekly press conference, head coach Kalani Satake referenced potential replacements for safety Kai Nakua as he serves his first-half suspension for being ejected on that targeting call, which is ridiculous. He has listed the following names. Matt Hadley, Eric Takanaka, Zane Anderson, and Tanner Jacobson. We should create a list of things he could do during the first half this week. Like what kind of Kua should do during the first half. The Rock was joking. <laughs> Can we get him on the front row? Yeah, he just hangs out in there in full pads <laughs> and then goes in the locker room. And <laughs> Seventh ranked women's soccer beat number 19 Ohio State 3-0 in Columbus with goals from Michelle Vasconcelos, Nadia Gomes, and Ashley Hatch. Hatch is tied for leading the nation at nine goals. How about that? 3-0. Mm. What's up, Bryce Harper? Michelle yeah. Vasconcelos. <laughs> Can't help myself. West Coast <laughs> Conference Player of the Week after an assist and two goals last week. She has five goals now this season. What 
what a campaign she's she's had and after a career that dealt with an ACL injury I mean it's it's been a rough go and she is breaking out her senior year she married a uh, Brazilian Pedro Vasconcelos who used to play for the men's soccer team as well so there you go women's volleyball as mentioned moved up to number nine in the coaches poll Cougars swept the Idaho State invitation over the weekend nine and zero on the season BYU hosts Utah Thursday on BYU TV CSUN Friday on BYU TV and then UNLV on Saturday yes big week for volleyball let's go Brian Logan is a very busy man, yet he has taken time out of his very busy schedule to join us in Studio B yeah. as part of our Tuesday After Further Review connection. Yay. I'm just here so I don't get fine. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Skittles. I, hey, I missed Marshawn Lynch on Sunday with my Seahawks. Jeez. Yeah, what happened? I didn't. They I still won. Aware. They beat the Dolphins. Hey, but, they still okay. won. Did, wait, did, did the 49ers win? Yes, okay, 49ers cool, beat cool, the, cool, but they cool, play cool. the Rams. Twenty-eight nothing last oh, night. Oh wow! Nice, nice, nice. The Rams are bad. Yeah, I saw a little bit, and then uh, it was my son's birthday, Layton. So we went and and uh, went to his birthday party and chilled there. Priorities. So, yeah. yeah, man. You know, yeah. That's you what know, a DVR fam- is for. Family first. You know. <laughs> so, <laughs> fam first. Fam. <laughs> you should see our text group. <laughs> Our Twitter question today. And then, and then Spencer jumping in. Second. 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 I'm like, what are you, second place? You want to be second yes. place, Spencer? No. <laughs> After Saturday's game, Brian, are you more or less confident about this BYU team? Man, I'm, I'm more confident. I'm, I was talking to a couple fans, and they, they were all looking at me like I was on something because I was like, I think this team can win 10 games. It wouldn't surprise me if they were able to win ten games. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be shocked at all. Why? And well, one is is the defense. It, you look at how well they play the last two games, uh, the amount of turnovers that they force, and any time that you can force turnovers like that and play stout and give up, you know, the amount of points that they that they have. I mean, you, you're putting your offense in a position to to win games, and it's not like the the offense is is struggling somewhat, right? But it's not like they're going out and not scoring at all, right? Just zero points. Um, and so you, you can see glimpses of how, you know, good this offense could be once they get a little bit more experience, a little bit more reps under their belt. So, you know, that's a good formula, a good model, man, to, to go out and win 10 games. Is this the game where the offense breaks out maybe in this one? Because Blaine Fowler was talking about how it's a better matchup uh, defensively for BYU. What do you think? Um, I'm not sure, man. I, I – I, I think it all comes down to to Ty and trying to figure out the pieces that he has, the players that he has, the weapons, and, and putting together a game plan for that. And I think if, if how fast he can do that. If it's this game, then great. If it's going to take two more games, then great. But I think that's what it comes down to. I mean, you've got to give these guys some – or some understanding, right? This is their, their first year in this system, two years – or two games. And so you can't really expect them to, to – to, you know, be out the gates and, and just balling. But Ty can can say, okay, they they're used to these types of plays and these types of schemes. Let me you know implement some of the, the things that they're used to with their skill set within my offense and see if I can get some success. So I so I look at uh, the backfield and I go, wait, why is this why is this such a struggle at the start? And I know that okay, you want to put in this put in this offense, but when I see six turnovers and I see Taysom Hill and Jamal Williams in there. And then yeah. I see 19 points. I, I, I come away disappointed in that number. Do yeah, you? yeah, it, it, it is, man. It, it's, it's way disappointing. And I, I remember a game in junior college where we played against our rival, and they were horrible. I mean, 
I can't even say boo boo, you know, doo doo. I mean, I may even they weren't have to, even that level. I maybe have to go wow. to like, uh, like diarrhea, Larry or something. I mean, I don't know. It, it's it was it. That's how bad they were. They haven't won like one game, no lie, in about four about four years. So they've been like just just yeah, horrible. Rob Daniel actually went to this to this uh, junior college. So yeah. Uh, that's how bad they were. And, <laughs> I'm Love you, Rob. NFL. I always got to I NFL. always. I, I know, right? I'm sitting. I'm sitting here, you know, trying to just, you know, put diapers on my baby's butt, and he's over there <laughs> living a nice life. But no, it's it's a rival, so I, I had to throw that shot to him. But that's how bad they were, and we had five turnovers, bro, and we won 31 to zero. We won. That's how bad they. You were. had five turnovers. We had five turnovers, and, and you won. And we won thirty-one to zero. But we, you, when you look at our our skill set and our weapons, I mean, we had probably maybe five or six guys go D one. Another, you know, all the, the the freshmen ended up going D one. That were there, another ten people. So, I mean, we we had some good talent. And so, yeah, like you said, Jerem, it's it is disappointing because when you have when you have, I think, just three turnovers. You should be able to win a game pretty easily, right? You, we all look at, you know, when Florida or Ohio State, when they play these boo-boo schools, and it's like, whoa, they almost lost. But you look at the stat sheet, yeah, they had four turnovers, or they had three turnovers, right? And they barely pulled away with the win. And so when you, when you kind of translate and correlate that to this game, it's like, man, the, these guys were evenly matched, right, as far as talent, things like that. And, and, they, and we had six turnovers that we forced, but why couldn't we just put the ball into the end zone, or at least – Kick a field goal, right? Oh, I know. This game, the BYU-Utah game I'm referencing, full of what-ifs. But now we have to turn the page because here comes UCLA and NFL prototype quarterback Josh Rosen, and BYU will be without Kai Nakua in the first half. So how does BYU's Kai Nakua-less defense in the first half defend UCLA and Josh Rosen? Yeah, man, it's, it's tough because Kai had, what, he had like two or three interceptions two. last, last yeah. year, right? He had, he had against, the one in the end he had zone. One, one, yeah, one, one against and them last year. And three the week before. So, I mean, you, you talk about a guy that has, has played against this offense. He has the experience. And he has the swag and the confidence because he, he balled out last year. And then you look what he's done so far this year. Um, and, and so that is a guy that can be a game changer for this defense, especially when you look at uh, UCLA and how much they like to throw the ball. Um, moving more to a, a spread in the last few games rather than a, a, a pro style. So it's it's definitely tough. But I, I think you got to go back to the last game and you look at some of the, the, the film this year of UCLA and Josh Frozen. I mean, Josh Rosen. Uh, and, and, you, and you look, you look, how, you look how like when he's when team when he's not successful is when he is in that ice box, right? And and that's how he becomes frozen. And and, and how you, put him in the ice box. And, and how you create an ice box around him is by putting pressure, uh, you know, sending as much pressure as you can. Uh, and and really getting him him flustered because he's still young. He's talented. He has the all the skill sets, but because he's young, he's he's not able to read defenses, read blitzes, and he gets that panic. And so what happens? He freezes up, throws the ball. I mean, it, I mean, it's like playing three flies up. Everybody gets stats. You know what I mean? So I think even with your your second or your third string guys in there for this BYU secondary. I would go ahead and still roll the dice and, and say my front seven and the and the fact that I put pressure on you is going to you know you'll make you, dumb you, you'll make dumb decisions exactly you you you'll make more dumb decisions than you know your starters beating my second and third string guys you feel confident doing that without Kainuku in the first half yeah because that's you hinge on secondary play if you're bringing yep. the heat right yep I I do well you look at 
all of the the plays, especially this last game against Utah, where they were able to to make some shots down the field, they were either three step drops by the quarterback or uh, he had time. When you look at UC, uh, when you look at Arizona and you look at Utah, whenever uh, the, the the quarterback was was hurried or there was pressure in his face, the secondary wasn't even mentioned. Right? We didn't even know how well the secondary truly played in Arizona because there was no stats or numbers. So even if guys uh, receivers were getting step on steps on DBs, we couldn't see it. We couldn't tell. Right? I mean, maybe the coaches. Those there's times where. I have had zero balls thrown on me the entire game, and I still graded out like a C minus. C minus because if big if if the 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 front seven if the pressure didn't get home, then yeah, I would have easily given up a couple of of catches. Brian is everywhere, people. Of course, you can catch him during the Logan Takeover on BYU Sports Nation tonight on After Further Review, <laughs> seven Eastern, Saturday on Countdown Kickoff, and you can download the True Blue Podcast. Brian, thanks for the time, man. Yeah, yeah thank, you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, guys. Studio, we haven't done that. It's fun. This is much. It really yeah, is fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm just here so I don't get fined. So, you know, whenever, whenever you guys uh, <laughs> need me and want me, uh, let me know so I don't get fined. Big deal, no <laughs> deal. Up next. It was there for you over a thousand times yesterday. It was there for you today. And it will be there tomorrow. As long as you're making memories, it will be here to save them for you. It's what we do. We create the technology that saves your memories. I am Flash, connecting people through memory. With the BYU license plates, no matter where you are, you show your Cougar spirit and you make it possible for students to get an education. The donation you make when you get the license plates goes to support BYU scholarships. So whether spreading Cougar pride coast to coast or getting to the big game, you're also funding scholarship opportunities for BYU students. Learn about free special plates today at alumni.byu.edu slash plates. I need a gift for my customers. Maybe a shirt or a hat. It's gotta say BYU because I'm a fan and so are they. So maybe a stadium chair or a beanie, even a blanket? Oh, something for the car. Office supplies? Cougar Blue nail polish. Yeah. There are many ways to leave an impression. Game day promos, offering items to market and promote business. Licensed promotional product vendor for BYU Sports. Game day promos, beyond sports, beyond expectations. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B. If you happen to miss an episode of BYUSN Live, not to worry. The rebroadcast airs weeknights on BYU TV at 6 Eastern. It also is rebroadcast on BYU Radio at 7 Eastern. So right after the aforementioned uh, rebroadcast of BYU Sports Nation tonight, you can watch after further review. We just talked to uh, Blaine Fowler and Brian Logan. Great stuff from them. A full hour of those guys, plus David uh, Nixon, Dave McCann as well, coming up tonight on After Further View at 7 Eastern time. So compelling on this schedule to have Utah and then UCLA and then West Virginia and then a sneaky Toledo team and Michigan State and Mississippi State and Boise State and Cincinnati. I love it. This schedule is going to be so fun this year. Week to week. It By just... the way, Cincinnati hosts Houston Thursday night. Go Bearcats! Expansion candidates. 
Houston's number six. BYU's playing Cincy, so I think that's an intriguing game. <laughs> Our Twitter question today. After Saturday's game, are you more or less confident about this BYU team? At Jossie underscore 08. I am much less confident. I thought with six turnovers, there was no way we could lose. Lack of offensive production, very worrying. I don't think UCLA's defense is as good as Utah. So I, oh, I, I maintain not, no, my no. confidence in this team. I'm just, I'm just cracking the whip behind this offense. That's it. Let this team grow and let them play a home game. How many teams opened up against Power 5 teams back-to-back on the road? Did anybody? I don't know that any other team besides BYU did that. And you're breaking in a new offense and a new staff. Looks like I have a stat to look up Come this afternoon, on, Spencer. people. Be patient with them. I don't, but I don't like being told to be patient. I know you don't, <laughs> clearly. Who does? They're like, I love being told to be Is patient. there any better way to phrase that, though? Um, i just like you to give it some time. Like you can't Sound like a substitute school teacher or something. I don't <laughs> What do you say? Well, let's just cut to the chase. You have to be patient. You have to manage your expectations early in a season. Or you're going to go crazy. I am. Yes. After you the Utah this game. Point and case in point I'm, right here next to me in Studio o- B. It's okay, though. What's wrong with it? <laughs> What's wrong with going you don't crazy? Want, you don't want me I'm to dive into up. that it's one. What, <laughs> it's time for Big Deal, No Deal. Big Deal. Brought to you by Brady Industries, a provider of commercial cleaning supplies and equipment throughout the Western United States for over 65 years. Brady Industries Clean Solutions, a tradition for generations. Number one. Sorry, I'm patiently waiting to get here. Good. Oh, big deal, no deal. BYU is ranked 113th nationally in scoring offense. Jerem, big deal. Um, If they were higher, they would be 2-0 because scoring in the teens in those first two games – that's tough, right? New offense, obviously, the learning curve. I mentioned that yesterday. Uh, but it is painful um, that BYU lost a game in which they had six turnovers, but offensively could only put up 19. No deal for the 70 reasons I have mentioned earlier on about venue, location. No is... deal that they're 113th? No. <laughs> Look at the opponents and how early in the season it is, and it's only been two games. The op- if we look at the opponents, you're going to tolerate that all year based the- on the opponents? I'm not I am I am tolerating it because BYU played the best defense they're going to play all year last week yes, on the road. And the offense didn't help the defense. On the road. That game. Goodness. So, so if they're no, 113 after week 8, you're okay with that because of the opponents? No, that's a totally different It's a totally different conversation. Not every defense is going to be as good as Utah. Okay. Don't come at me with that weak stuff. You said Let's go, because man. of the opponents. Oh, there's yeah, a bunch Utah. of there's Utah. a bunch of tough opponents and on the schedule. And who else has as good a defense as Utah? Michigan State didn't no. hang. They were in the no. final four. No. Utah had a very cute division co-title. Michigan State went to the final I don't four. care. Different team. Last year. Different team. Number we'll two. See when we get to Michigan Number State. Number two. Big deal, no deal. No Kainakua for the first half versus Josh, Josh Frozen, Chosen, or Rosen. Mm. I think this is a big deal because Kainakua is a playmaker in that back end. In the first half last year, in the Rose Bowl, he had an interception in the end zone. There's a reason that was a one-point game. Part of it is because Kainakua prevented a score on that drive. This is a big deal. Rosen can sling it. Nakua is BYU's best ball hawk uh, on that team, so this is a big deal to me. 100% big deal. Next. (laughs) Big deal, no deal. Jake Oldroyd is three. For three, 
this season. This is a big deal. He had a couple of low 40s. What was it, 42 and 43-yard field goals against Utah? Yes. That's a big deal because now BYU can get into the 20s and they can try and kick a field goal. We'll see if he's a 45-plus kind of guy. But with all the question marks, and I wasn't ready to say, yes, one kick from Jake Oldroyd means the field goal situation's over. That was a 33-yarder. I am now confident that Jake Oldroyd can come in and hit field goals and we'll see if he can go 45-plus. This is a big deal because it tells me this young man can compartmentalize when it comes to making a pressure kick. And do you think his three kicks have been pressure-packed at Utah? Two of them from 40-plus and a game-winner against Arizona? This is a big deal because BYU has found a gem, at least for a season, green cleats for the win. Next. Last one, big deal, no deal. BYU has two top ten teams on campus right now. Oh, this is a big deal. Women's soccer is seven. Women's volleyball is nine. Uh, we thought that soccer would be good, but they might be better than we thought at number seven. They're fantastic. Fresh volleyball for sure is better than we thought. And volleyball is way better than we thought because we thought it would be hard to replace Alexa Gray. And granted, we're three weeks into the season, but 9-0 and is perfect. This is a big deal because you put if you have teams on the map and you have teams in the national conversation, I don't care that they're Olympic sports. It's just good to be in the top ten. It adds to the overall awesomeness of your athletic department. And, and then maybe you could be added to a conference because yeah. that matters, apparently. BYU would win the Big 12 in soccer. Like, that's not no debate. I would love to find out, Spencer, <laughs> and next year. Brought to you by Brady Industries Clean Solutions, a tradition for generations. After Saturday's game, are you more or less confident about this BYU team? Coming up, who's competing in the USF Olympic Intercollegiate? We will tell you next in the whip. BYU Sports Nation, guys. The BYU store isn't the best place for tossing the football. You're taking a nap? Seriously? Okay, you can find plenty of general interest and religious books and a wide selection of treats. I'll admit, the cougar wear looks great on Spencer. We are live in the BYU store. Now this is your best idea. The BYU store. Proud to sponsor BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Left turn ahead 250 feet. Oh, that can't be right. Satellites don't lie. You have reached your destination. Took the shortcut, huh? Have a car wreck? Martin's Collision Repair. The right repair, the right paint, the right choice. Martin's Collision Repair. Oregano Italian Kitchen features a New York interpretation of Italian cuisine by Chef Chad Pritchard. Chef Chad has crafted a lunchtime business express menu. Evenings at Oregano include an Italian soda bar, featured dishes, and a family-friendly atmosphere. Oregano Italian Kitchen offers a complete selection of Italian specialties. Reservations are welcome at OreganoItalianKitchen.com. Oregano Italian Kitchen, 223 West Center in Provo. You don't have to talk about yourself to be recognized. We have coaches that have done a lot of great things. It's been very honorable for me to watch those men establish the tradition, and I hope I can do the same. The BYU TV Sports Countdown to Kickoff. UCLA versus BYU. Saturday, 9 p.m. Eastern, 7 Mountain on BYU TV. You're watching BYU TV. See the good in the world. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Let's whip it. 
It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football. Yesterday, BYU's weekly Monday press conference, head coach Kalani Satake said potential replacements for safety Kai Nakua as he serves his first half suspension for targeting are Matt Hadley, Eric Takanaka, Zane Anderson, and Tanner Jacobs. Soccer. Seventh ranked BYU women's soccer beat number 19 Ohio State 3 0 in Columbus. Goals from Michelle Vasconcelos, Nadia Gomes, and Ashley Hatch. Hatch tied for the nation's lead with nine goals. Vasconcelos is the WCC Player of the Week after an assist and two goals last week. She now has five goals this season. Volleyball. Moves up to number nine in the AVCA coaches poll. The Cougars swept the Idaho State Invitational, currently 9 0 on the season. They will host Utah on Thursday, CSUN, and UNLV. It's a busy week. Golf. The women's team's tied for fifth in the Mercedes-Benz Collegiate Championship in Knoxville, Tennessee, shooting eight over. The men's team in the USF Olympic Intercollegiate. Huh? BYU in first place, shooting even after two rounds. It helps when you Cougars have Cougars in the minors. Adam Law scored a run in an RBI for the Jackson Generals in the Southern League Championship Series, Game 2 yesterday. Jacob Bruggeman wrapped up his AAA season with the, Nat, uh, the Nashville Sounds going 2 for 5. Future guests include UCLA play-by-play Matt Stevens, Ronnie Jones-Perry of BYU Women's Volleyball. Copper Hills, what's up? And Pac-12 Network analyst Yogi Roth. He was fantastic the last yeah. time we had him on the show. It'll be interesting he, to hear what he has to say after two BYU games. He does sip the uh, UCLA Kool-Aid, mm-hmm. so that'll be fun. Yeah, well, I guess what? When UCLA does something <laughs> that actually impresses me, I'll be the first to spit it from this mic. Do you know how many Rose Bowls more than BYU UCLA has since 86, 7? One, two. Oh, two? That's oh, it. sorry, two. Yeah. Oh, my, my, my bad. <laughs> When's the last time they've even been to the Rose Bowl? 95? No, yeah, it's been a long time. It's been over two decades? Or was it? It's one or two. I thought it was two. They were the 16th It's not team. a lot. TCU has been to one. They were the number say. 16 team in the country you know to open this season. You know who has been to the Rose Bowl in the same amount of time, the same amount, too? Washington State and Arizona State. <laughs> you know who hasn't? Arizona. <laughs> that program's not good. Oh, our rise and shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. Let's fill the quota, Jerem. Robert Bullsby. Mm, okay. So with that said. Fill the quota. Yeah, let's, we filled the quota. <laughs> our elite tweet of the day answering this question after Saturday's game. Are you more or less confident about this BYU team? <laughs> At BYU LASF Jazz says, I'm going to have to Bullsby this one and decide later at an undetermined future date. Oh, boy. We ask now. <laughs> now. Hey, thanks to our guests today, Blaine Fowler and Brian Logan, everyone on our crew. The conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN. UCLA and Notre Dame. Are there two more traditionally overhyped, overrated teams in America? Notre Dame went to the national title game in the That's last true. At, years. Least they have that. Yes. At least they have that. UCLA doesn't have that. Come on. Run and tell that. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Kingsley Ayu. Download the podcast on iTunes and the TuneIn app. BYU Sports Station back to work tomorrow at noon Eastern. Hug it out, man.